This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Virginia only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 532 3500. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast after the Giants 10 7 win against the Patriots as. Uh, you figured on a low-scoring game, you figured somebody would find a way by three points to win this, and this game was as inept as a forecast, as inept as we could possibly uh, have expected, uh, as it was just a uh, brutal, brutal 10-7 win today, uh, a game where the Giants, hey, deserved to win because their defense played better and because their offense did not turn the ball over. The Pats uh, have sunk to such a level, it is uh, just mind-boggling. You know, the storyline, you want to make it always here about the Giants and the fact that they now have won back-to-back games and they're 4-8, and eight, and we'll get to that. But really, the story is that the Pats have sunk to an absurd low. There are two quarterbacks they played today, Jones and Zappi, can't play. Uh, they missed a tackle on the Giants' one touchdown. I mean, he had him just stone cold for a stop, you know, and a giant field goal, and he ran right through Jones's arms for a uh, touchdown, Hodgins did. Uh, and then, of course, they miss a chip shot field goal, and play for the, they played for the field goal in the final two minutes. Didn't even play for the win. That's how bad their quarterback was. Didn't even play for the win played for the field goal to send the game into overtime and then couldn't even kick the field goal to send the game into overtime. That's how bad this team has sunk. And honestly, it is, you know, I'm sure there are people in the league who are happy to see uh, Belichick, who was never one of nature's noblemen, uh, you know, take it on the chin. Uh, And he is taking it on the chin in a very, very big way. And you wonder what the future is there. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to speculate on what it is. But the storyline today really uh, is that the Giants came in and did a better job harassing the awful offense of the Pats than the Pats did of harassing the awful offense of the Giants. That's that's basically it. And I don't want to, you know, rain on DeVito's parade. God bless him. Let him have fun. But let's be honest, okay? These numbers they're putting up are, are almost shameful. They, 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 you know, just shows you what you can do with statistics. Putting up that he had five touchdown passes in the last two weeks, he had two of those in a game that was a complete blowout. And, you know, when the game was over, who cares about those? And then last week against the worst secondary that anybody in the history of mankind has ever seen. So, I mean, today he had one touchdown pass, and it was because they broke a tackle. Uh, But, hey, here's what he didn't do. He didn't turn the ball over. He hit hit Hyatt for a couple of big plays. Okay, give him that. But the bottom line is, you know, he didn't put up any points. And you're not asking, you're not expecting him to do anything as far as beat the world, but just not turn the ball over. And he didn't turn the ball over. I mean, that's what it comes down to. 
You know, he, he was 17 to 25 for 190. He had a touchdown. He got sacked six times, and he didn't throw any interceptions. That's what it comes down to. And, you know, the Pat quarterbacks threw the, intercepted, got intercepted three times, including one that completely tilted the field the other way and set up the giant touchdown. Instead of the Pats going in with a lead before the half, the Giants went in with a lead before the half because of the play. The play changed the field. It tilted the field back to the Giants the other way. It was a very big play. It turned the game around. And uh, Jones was bad. Zappi was bad, and Jones was worse. Jones was pathetic. I mean, he actually looked like you want to go out there and just say, son, listen, give me the helmet. Yeah, you know, go find something else to do. That's how bad it was. And let's be honest. They threw between the two of them, Jones and Zappi, at least – four or five other passes today that should have been intercepted. That's how bad they are. I mean, it's unfathomable to tell you how bad they are. Now, did they run the ball, you know, on the Giants today? Yeah, they ran the ball for 147 yards. You knew they were going to run the ball okay. You knew the Pats were going to run the ball okay. I, I, I thought they would. I, I was, you know, I was expecting them to run the ball okay. That didn't surprise me even a little bit. But I really can't believe how bad the Patriot passing game is. I mean, it is atrocious. I mean, Stevenson was 21 for 98 in a touchdown. He averaged 4-7 a pop. Elliott was 9 for 46. He averaged 5-1 a pop. Those are good numbers. But their passing numbers were unbelievably atrocious. And they threw the big three picks. And the Giants continue to get turnovers these last couple of weeks. And that's the difference in the game. Last week, they get six against a Washington team that has completely caved in. Listen, everybody knows it's over in Washington. Everyone knows that a very popular figure in Ron Rivera is going to be leaving. They want him to leave comfortably. We all know what's going on there. They can't protect their quarterbacks. They traded both of their big bet-time edge rushes. So they have no secondary. You heard one guy say that they have nobody that can play in that secondary, even a little. Jack Del Rio gets fired. The Cowboys, Dak was off in the first half. Otherwise, he could have thrown eight touchdown passes. He threw four. I mean, that game was abominable. The uh, Giant game last week against Washington was abominable. But the Giants have won back-to-back games, so at least they feel better about themselves. Don't get into tanking and how this is hurting their draft order. Be quiet. You don't know anything about football if that's what you think. Because with that many games left, nobody's tanking anything. And Dable was preparing to, to build something that he can add to next year. That's what he's trying to do. And he's trying to salvage some games. And you know what? He just got the two that were the comfortable ones, and he got both of them. It weren't easy, but he got both of them. All right? Now they get a bye. Next week, the last set of byes, six teams off, and then it's the end of the byes. Giants are off next week. Then they play the Packers at home on Monday night. Then they go to New Orleans. And then they have two of their last three against the Eagles. So they're not going to win a whole lot more games. Maybe they win one or two. All right. You know, maybe they, uh, you know, go two and three, and that would be okay. You know, that's, you know, you can live with that. They win six games on the season. But the bottom line is, listen, they went out. 
they feel better about themselves. You let DeVito have his little moment. So let him have his moment. Let his family have their moment. Let him have their fun. I mean, are they making too much of it? Yes. All right. Uh, are they overdoing it? Yes. But fine. Well, let them have it. Well, who cares? This was a game today. It was just awful. And I watched the whole game. It was just an awful game. A hideous game. But, you know, no quarterbacks. It changes everything. You have backup quarterbacks in this league. You know what happens. So the Giants get back-to-back wins. Amazingly, amazingly, he misses that field goal. And they don't go to overtime. But they played for overtime as it was anyway. And I don't know if they could have scored in overtime anyway. I don't know if anybody would have scored in overtime, to be honest with you. I think most likely some, nobody would have scored in overtime. That would have probably been the, the you know, somebody might have got a, a, a shot at a field goal. As far as the limited action today, there wasn't a lot of action going on, you know, because, you know, you had the Thanksgiving games, and then you had, obviously, what happened with the Jets on uh, Black Friday. Falcons won a big game today against the Saints. Steelers won a big game today against the Bengals, who don't have Burrow for the rest of the year, and the Bengals only scored 10 points. Steelers don't score, but they're 7-4. and four. They fight among themselves. They don't score at all, but their defense is great, and they find a way to win games, and they're 7-4. and four. Tennessee beat the Titans, as you would expect. Colts beat the Bucks. Hey, the Colts are 6-5. and five. They're not out of it. Even with Minshaw, they're not out of it. He's not a bad player. The problem is he turns the ball over too much. Like today, he's up 17-3, they're coasting. He throws a pick in his own end on a ball he shouldn't have thrown. So that's the action early today. You still have uh, the Texans who have missed a couple of field goals. I think they just missed another one here that would have tied the game. You know, they, their field goal gets hurt, so they're trying these long field goals. So it looks like they're going to get beat by, a, by a three points by the Jaguars today, which is tough, but they just don't have a field goal kicker right now they can trust. Uh, and uh, they made some mistakes in that game, but uh, it was a hard-fought game there. Uh, as far as that's concerned, not that much thrilling. The big four o'clock game today is the Bills and the Eagles. Very big game for the Bills. Eagles aren't playing like a nine and one team, but they're still nine and one. They have the smallest differential as far as points scored, points against for a nine and one team in the history of the league. So it shows you they're winning close games. Like last week, they shouldn't have beat Kansas City, but they did. And they keep finding a way to win. As the Giants did today, 10-7. Give them credit. Give their defense credit. Their defense for doing what it had to do today. Forcing some turnovers. Tilting some fields. Changing momentum. uh, You know, keeping the pressure on the quarterback so they could make a couple of plays in the secondary. Getting the picks when they need to get the pick. You know, turning people over, and again, that was the difference in the game. The Giants only had three points in the second half. That's all they needed to win. Pats miss a chip shot field goal that would have sent the game into overtime, and the Giants get a 10-7 win on their way into the bye and at least can sit back and put their feet up after back-to-back wins and feel a little better about themselves. Hey, it's not like it's impressive or anything. It's not like the season is going anywhere, but the bottom line is at least they don't feel so, as terrible about themselves 
uh, and they are and they are as a team reveling in the fact that their defense is playing better and reveling in this you know this little Jersey story with Devito, which is fine. You know, let, let them have some fun with it. You know, there's not there's nothing wrong with that. Now the play is going to get tougher. Packers are playing well and they're thinking playoffs. Saints are up and down, and I don't think they're very good, to be honest with you. And then, though, you have two games with the Eagles. I mean, you know, two games with the Eagles isn't fun. That's all there is to it, as you know. I mean, so uh, that's going to be very, very tough. Sandwiched in between uh, is a game with the uh, Rams at home, which will be a, you know, a toss of a coin kind of game depending on who's in the lineup for the Rams and who's not. So, uh, but uh, they have the Eagles in week 16. Uh, the 16 game is in Philly, and the 18 game is uh, here. And obviously, we don't know if the Eagles will need that last game. For the one seed, they very well, they very, uh, well might, depending on what they do. They have the five tough games. Before they closed, Giants, Cardinals, Giants, and they won the first one against Kansas City. They still have to see uh, San Francisco, Seattle, and Buffalo, uh, Buffalo today, and then they got to see San Francisco, Seattle, and Dallas. Uh, so they have some tough games to play here. We'll see how they do. And uh, for the Giants, at least they get a victory. It wasn't pretty, uh, but you know what? In this very, very hard-to-take season, in this ugly, uh, downtrodden season where you've seen injuries and quarterbacks go down and terrible play and no offense and everything else. And think of how bad the offense is game in and game out at that stadium. First of all, the stadium stinks. First of all, it's the most hated stadium in the league, as everybody knows. Everybody there condemns the turf, which we know. And on top of it, you have two teams there that cannot score. And their defenses usually show up, especially the Jets, and so the other team doesn't score an incredible amount. So you get no offense ever in that dreary building, and it's one of the few buildings that is worse than the building it uh, replaced, which is almost hard to do in modern times. And when you go around the league and you see the buildings that are built, you wonder, why can't New York build one of those buildings? But they just can't. I don't know why. They just can't. We could get into why one day and spend a lot of time on it, but the bottom line is what that stadium is is just dreary. And the football played there is dreary, and the field is dreary, and the players hate the field, and they hate playing there, and it gets voted the – it got just recently got voted the worst stadium, uh, most unpopular stadium in the league – uh, by the players, so there's nothing, to, nothing really to like about it. There really isn't, and obviously the product there isn't very pretty either. But the Giants win 10-7. Belichick hits a level of ineptitude that he probably never really thought was even humanly possible for him to reach uh, or for his teams to reach, but that's where that team has sunk to a level. And the mighty Pats who used to just, you know, embarrass people and put up 24 points in a quarter and 30 points in a half and be leading 30 to 7 smugly as they went to the, you know, locker room. Now can't score 30 points in two months. And their quarterbacks, after watching a guy play on a level that was just magnificent for two decades, 
They can't play dead at quarterback. That's how bad they are. They stink. The podcast brought to you, as always, by the good folks at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app for all of your all of your uh, wagering needs for everything you're looking forward to, for all of your entertainment. So just uh, go to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app, and away you go. Um, this week coming up, you got some interesting college football because you got these playoff games. A couple of them are going to be very interesting. Um, and we'll set the scene for that dramatic football playoff after that uh, very good Ohio State-Michigan game. Tough loss for Ohio State. Uh, big win for Michigan. I kind of get the feel with everything that's going on that uh, Harbaugh will come back and coach the, the uh, Big Ten championship against Iowa. And Iowa is a good defensive team and is coached well by friends but cannot score at all. I mean, their offense is like the Giants or the Jets. It's terrible. It's brutal. But, uh, so they'll have trouble even scoring against Michigan. Uh, that game will be as one-sided as one-sided can be. Um, but I just think these, this playoff is going to be Harbaugh's last go-around. I, I have to feel he's going to be making an exit from Michigan after everything that's going on this year, and we'll be back in the NFL. So he, I think you're going to see his name very prominently placed with his round of jobs. Uh, and I think Simone is going to know that very soon, as he will probably make his, if he hasn't already, probably make it very known that he's interested in he was interested last year. Uh, I think he'll be more interested this year to hightail it out of there. And as a matter of fact, he might have no choice but to hightail it out of there this year. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.